What's going on? What's going on, y'all? If you don't know, now you do know. You're officially tuned in to episode 9 of the HFWB podcast series. I am your host, Clifton Pope, and I want to thank those for watching on YouTube and for those currently listening on Apple, Amazon, and Spotify podcasts. Thank you once again for providing HFWB the opportunity to present y'all with some fresh new information because information is the new money and the more informed you are on your health, the more informed you are on your wealth, and the more informed you are on just developing into the best version of yourself you can be on a regular basis, you will be wealthy in due time. Not right away probably, but in due time. But I want to start off this episode of the HFWB podcast by getting into something very exciting. Well, exciting in regards to dealing with this pandemic and something that I probably saw coming quite some time. It's a booster shot. It's an extra shot of COVID-19. Now, let me break down how this actually came together. I was actually reading a story on this last two nights ago and then it came out on the news last night. So I'm going to get right into it when I say the Biden administration is expected or they already announced COVID-19 booster shots for most Americans. Top health officials in the Biden administration are close to agreement that most Americans should receive a COVID-19 booster shot at least eight months after becoming fully vaccinated from the first two shots of COVID-19, whether it's Pfizer, Moderna, or if you're taking the one-shot series of the Johnson & Johnson, they're expected as well to get like a booster shot that's kind of in the works, but it's slowly but surely coming together on that. But overall, the plan is being developed. It would involve administering the third shots beginning mid to late September. Well, They were saying on the news last night, September 20th, so we'll see. Hopefully, if there's no setbacks on that, we can definitely get that plan in motion, which would be great. Obviously, it's pending authorization from the FDA, Pfizer, and BioNTech. They said on Monday, August the 16th, that the companies have submitted initial data to the FDA to support the use of booster doses for the vaccines until now. Federal health officials have said that boosters are not needed by the general population. I want to stop right there before I go any further into what I'm reading right now because it's eventually going to get to a point where we're going to need more doses of COVID-19 vaccines in order to fend off the latest surge of the COVID-19 virus. So whichever federal health official said that COVID-19 booster shots aren't needed right now, you need to think again, you need to look more deeper into the research, and you need to trust the science a little bit more on that. But anyways, back to the whole announcement from the COVID-19 booster shots. Currently, the FDA has authorized third doses for some people who are like, immunocompromised meaning if they have like cancer HIV organ transplants stuff of that nature immunocompromised and is stomped with CDC recommendation or should I say stamped with CDC recommendation as far as hey third shots are available to those who are immunocompromised but the plan includes that Given healthcare workers and nursing home patients plus older populations, we're going to basically be the first in line to receive the third booster shot whenever this plan does get into motion. motion, I should say. Now, this is great news, and this was probably well overdue at the same time because 
I was questioning myself how long exactly does these COVID-19 vaccinations last? Apparently they haven't, well they prob they've been working effective to a certain extent despite the fact that there's a small number of people still getting positive results from COVID-19 despite being fully vaccinated like for instance the Texas governor Greg Abbott which is a whole nother story for a whole nother day but overall it's showing that hey an extra shot of COVID-19 vaccine wouldn't hurt in regards to getting your immune system fully used to and protected and battling this virus that's just getting more and more deadlier by the day and I'll get to the latest numbers in just a second let me finish reading this now Pfizer and Binotech they said that the third dose elicited a significant higher antibody response against the initial strain of the COVID-19 and as well as the Delta and the beta variants which means a third shot of COVID-19 vaccine will basically be very effective in not only controlling the original virus but it'll be very effective in stopping the most recent variants of this COVID-19 virus obviously the Delta the beta maybe even the lambda and whatever variant may come after that but overall given the high levels of immune responses observed a booster dose given within 6 to 12 months after primary vaccination schedule may help maintain a high level of protection against COVID-19 eight months after the second shot at least that's what it said on the news last night now dr uger sahin the ceo and the founder or co-founder of BioNTech, he said this initial initial data indicates the preservation and exceeds the high level of protection against variants using a third shot a booster vaccine could help reduce infection and disease rates in people who have been vaccinated and better control the spread of virus variants during the coming season as in other words since we're transitioning into the fall and to the winter you know it's eventually going to get cold again people are going to be coming back inside warming up meaning gatherings are going to take place which is very favorable to how the COVID-19 virus spreads to begin with so if you haven't gotten your first or second shot now would be the time to do so that way you can wait six to eight months or really eight months that way you can get this booster shot and you'll be all caught up with the rest of us hopefully that will be the case to those who are unvaccinated now for those who are vaccinated jump on board and get this booster shot that way you can enjoy the holidays without having to worry about the fear of COVID-19 affecting yourself and affecting your family your loved ones do I need to go on as far as down the list in regards to that obviously that's great news as far as the COVID-19 booster shot at least being in the works I had a feeling it was going to come eventually, especially with all the discussions that I've been having at work, considering the fact that I work in the pharmacy as a pharmacy technician and I see this transpire on a regular basis. There's already been numerous amount of people coming in inquiring about the third booster shot and how that works out. For now, it's basically for the immunocompromised, meaning if you have like cancer, HIV, liver transplant, organ transplant, stuff of that nature, you more than likely will qualify for a third booster shot. Now, there's a difference between a booster shot and a third shot of the COVID-19 vaccine. I want to clear this up. Now, 
a third vaccine shot will basically qualify more as for the immunocompromise and it's more for the weakened immune system. Now, a booster shot is basically if you already received the first two shots of the COVID-19 vaccine and you have a healthy immune system, now that will give your healthy immune system a nice boost. You see where I'm going there with this? And that's why they came up with the term booster shot. So booster shot is really more for those with a healthy immune system versus those with a weakened immune system. It's more like a third COVID-19 vaccine shot to begin with. But overall, I want to break down some quick, num quick numbers on the COVID-19 and all that. It won't take too much of your time. Now, the U.S. basically reported more than 1,000 COVID-19 deaths in one day, equal to 42 fatalities on an hourly basis. That's crazy within itself. COVID-19 deaths, deaths have spiked in the last month with 769 deaths a day on average, which is the highest it's been since mid-April. Seven-day average doses given of COVID-19 vaccines increased by 14% in the past two weeks, according to Our World and Data, which is a sign that we're slowly but surely working our way into getting vaccinated. I see that on a regular basis every single day. There's multiple people coming in and out of Walgreens, walking in, inquiring about the COVID-19 vaccine and we're delivering them on a regular basis and it has been overwhelming at times but we're making progress on that believe me we just got to continue to push and continue to fight I know we can do this so let's get right to it now COVID-19 hospitalizations have increased by about 70% in the past two weeks and I see it on the news all the time. Hospitals are being filled up to the point where we patients are being transferred to other hospitals that have space. And it's getting to the point where people, or at least hospital officials, most health officials are recommending don't rush to the hospital right away. As a matter of fact, try to treat it yourself by just taking the right amount of vitamins, monitoring yourself, getting a bunch of rest, staying at home, social distance, wash hands, hand sanitizer it goes back to the basics of what will kill the spread of the COVID-19 virus to begin with which is that getting yourself vaccinated and wearing a mask and practicing all the health and safety protocols we got to go back to the basics in order to beat this it's just no other way around it but overall there, the U.S. has reported more than 100,000 new cases a day on an average for the past 12 days, which is a six-month high, and it still makes me sad. It kind of likes when I was talking about in the last episode about the kids getting affected by this. Now, the number of child hospitalizations with COVID-19 is rising. That's really no surprise there. And it was at 1,834 as of Tuesday morning, August the 17th, which was just two days ago. And this is according to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Sources. Now, that's not a surprise, and we got to do whatever we can as far as, well, the FDA, they need to do what they need to can to authorize the the vaccine of course for kids 12 and under that way we can save the future of this world because it's like i said on the last episode children are the future and the only way we can protect the future at this point is making sure all the kids get vaccinated and the fda needs to speed up the process on the clinical trials and the studies and make sure it's safe and effective and when the time is right hopefully the fda will make the decision as far as 
releasing the authorization for kids 12 and under to get fully vaccinated if necessary. Well, it's going to have to be necessary because of all the child hospitalizations and the numbers I just explained. But overall, it's crazy how everything that I've been saying about what's been going on with the COVID cases down south continues to grow because the U.S. South is still the epicenter of the Delta variant with Florida having 101 cases per 100,000, which is a seven-day average. Louisiana having an average of 126 cases per 100,000 residents, which is more than three times the national average. That's just insane. And Mississippi, 110 cases per 100,000 residents, which is another seven-day average. Now, Florida, now that's just crazy within itself. But overall, at least they're making some sort of progress getting vaccinated, even though the vaccination rates are low. But there's always room for improvement. Florida has vaccinated 50, at least 50 0.3% of its residents, which is like half of the population, which is great signs in Florida. Keep on pushing at that. Louisiana, they vaccinated 38.3%. Mississippi's at 35.8%, which is the second lowest vaccination rate in the country. But there's always signs of hope and signs for improvement there. So Mississippi, urge all your residents to get vaccinated. Same goes with Louisiana because y'all have the fifth lowest vaccination rate of any state in the country, but there's always room for improvement. And Florida, you could learn from Florida because they're halfway there and even they have some work to do, but at least they're making progress. Continue to make progress to get vaccinated. Get those first and second doses out the way. That way you could join us on board and getting this booster shot and we can really be a step closer to having at least these variants under control and at least keeping COVID-19 at a minimum. Like I've said in past episodes, it's not going to disappear completely, but at least we'll have it more under control. And that's what counts. Now, that's very, very important in regards to health overall within itself, because I would like to transition back into my segment that I introduced on the last episode of the HFWB podcast series, You Are What You Eat. Now, you remember how I told you that sugar makes you fat, not fat making you fat, and of course, artificial sweeteners being worse than sugar, and it just is basically just a bunch of empty calories, and it makes you hungry not even a lot not that long after of course consuming it so i want to go a little bit deeper into this segment of you are what you eat because honestly we are overfed and we are undernourished and what i mean by that it's kind of like what i was alluding to on the last episode we're killing ourselves with synthetic sweeteners fats additives, preserved, genetically modified organisms, pesticides, herbicides. I can go on and on as far as that is concerned. But we're killing ourselves slowly and we're increasing our chances of having very deadly diseases like the obvious rise of obesity, the obvious rise of diabetes, heart disease, stroke, cancer, All these things can be avoided if we just cut down on the sugar intake. I know that's very difficult because sugar is almost everywhere and there's no eliminating sugar, but you can at least have a little bit of control as far as 
the amount of sugar that you consume on a regular basis. Now, overeating, it will contribute to all the things I just said, like obesity, diabetes, heart disease, stroke, and cancer. And it's crazy. You remember how I told you about how the farming corporations, they profit and multiply their profit based on producing all this genetically modified food in factories and production lines going back to the days of the industrial revolution and stuff like that i would like to say this those factories and those line assembly lines and those production refineries refineries are meant for petroleum and oil it's not meant for food let me say that to say this again refineries are for petroleum not food some of the most destructive food production decisions in modern times have been made for two reasons obviously for cost second reason for cosmetic purposes and let me go a little bit deeper on what i mean by that see flour is bleached sugar and white salt is super refined bran is removed from rice and grains for smoother texture new kinds of fats and sugars in the laboratory were made for reasons of taste, texture, and profitability. As in other words, they're basically taking out all the flavor of the food and just inducing like genetically modified organisms and chemicals into it and a bunch of sweeteners and it's like they're treating it like i said in the last episode a science experiment and mixing everything up and hopefully it will come out into something wonderful and something sweet and it wouldn't surprise me that's how your favorite cereal in the grocery store is made like the frosted flakes of the world the cocoa puffs cinnamon toast crunch list goes on as far as the cereals that are right there in the middle section of the grocery store aisles and it's funny because I remember learning this in school a while back it's true when they say when you shop at a grocery store you should focus on the stuff on the outer parts of the aisle because the stuff that's inside the aisle that's where all the genetically modified food is basically in and it's basically comes straight out of factories and goes right onto the shelves and I mean we use certain items for those in those aisles to make some wonderful dishes don't get me wrong but don't rely on those completely focus more on the whole and natural foods the vegetables the fruit the meats focus on all that stuff and if you have to go into the inside aisles for like little basic ingredients to bring the life out of your dish by all means please do but don't focus all your attention inside those inner aisles based on everything that I've been saying now plants and animals are genetically modified to boost production and increase toleration to pesticides and herbicides that shouldn't be in food in the first place Lifespans are shortened because of this. It's due to these outrageous choices made to adulterate taste and increase financial gain. Refined foods lead to empty calories, like I mentioned just a while ago, which leads us to being overfed, undernourished, and susceptible to disease that I mentioned earlier, like obesity and cancer and diabetes. And then you wonder why diseases like that are still around because we consume so much sugar and we consume so much genetically modified 
food and plants and animals that aren't even real food but yet we're consuming it on a regular basis thinking that it's going to fill us up then you wonder why we're hungry all the time and we're constantly eating the same stuff over and over again and it goes back to what I was saying originally when I introduced this segment you are what you eat you need to retrain your taste buds you need to gain your taste back for everything that's whole everything that's natural because once upon a time like I said we used to work with natural farms and gardens and we caught natural fish and meats we can definitely get back to those times and get back to eating right because in order to do that we got to feed ourselves and provide ourselves with the right amount of nutrition to where when we can increase our muscle we can overall build our hustle when it comes to having the energy to of course feel good about yourself to where you can go out and accomplish your goals solve your problems and of course get yourself educated when it comes to making money and taking control of your personal finances now speaking of finances I would like to break down here excuse me as I get my notes together real quick for those who are watching on YouTube and for those listening right now I'm looking at some interesting numbers in regards to our economy based on last month's numbers y'all really should pay attention to this because it plays a part and it's like all one big puzzle when you put it all together at the end of the day now 943,000 jobs have been created in the month of July that's a sign of economic recovery despite the steam that's been gained from the Delta variant now unemployment rate is at 5.4 percent job gains where most of the jobs have been created as they say is in leisure and hospitality services local government education professional businesses stuff like that so despite the fact that the Delta variant is causing a lot of havoc and everything it hasn't really affected the economy that much at least not for now now overall that is subject to change just like a lot of stuff now I want to go into how the consumer price index is breaking down of course the cost of living and how inflation plays a part into it and all that good stuff now the overall food it's like I say all the time the food is getting more and more expensive every time you go to the grocery store right I'm gonna break down some numbers on how that continues to have an effect on people like me and you today so food prices overall for consumers have increased 3.4 percent over the last 12 months now that's crazy within itself because within food categories food at home prices rose 2.6 percent including 5.9 percent increases in prices for meat chicken fish and eggs food away from home increased 4.6 percent over this period and all energy prices that's gone up from 23.8 percent from where it was in july 2020 prices for energy commodities were up 41.2 percent for higher in july of 2021 compared to where it was last year and prices for energy services were up 7.2 percent over the last year and prices for all items food and energy increased 4.3 percent over the last 12 months 
Now within the same category, shelter prices have rose 2.8%, medical care prices increased 0.8%, prices for used cars and trucks increased 41.7% over the last year, and prices for new vehicles increased 6.4%. Overall, this all goes back to one word I've been stressing about a lot more on the last couple of episodes, inflation where the value of the dollar see the value of this dollar right here it continues to go down while the prices go up let me say this again for those who are watching right now on youtube i'm holding up a dollar bill the value of this dollar right here in my hands is going down every single day where the cost of living expenses continues to rise up you see where I'm going and you see the picture that I'm trying to paint here overall everything is getting more expensive every single day and the numbers that I broke down prove that despite the fact that our economy is slowly recovering despite the fact that it continues to battle these Delta variants from the COVID virus the economy is slowly but surely getting back to what it once was but at the same time it won't be the same again due to the effects that COVID-19 is having on the economy it's causing everything to go up like I said the medical it's no surprise to me personally that the medical care costs are going up especially with all the hospitalizations and all the doctors and the nurses that are needed on a regular basis it all ties together when you really look at it from that perspective and it's crazy how inflation continues to have an impact it really is it's mind-boggling to me at this point but one thing i will note before i move on is that the one thing that has decreased as far as in the consumer price index despite everything that's going on with inflation fresh fruit fresh fruit fell 1.8 percent over the last month alone meaning that fruit and vegetables it's a good time to buy those fruit and vegetables yet because the prices of those have slightly dropped just a little bit to where it's affordable for those like myself who want to eat and live that healthy lifestyle that I continue to strive on and just like most people continue to do. So I would take advantage of buying some more fruits and vegetables and of course stacking up on your protein, the meats and the chickens and fishes of the world and you'll have yourself a nice little well-balanced diet when it comes to overall good eating of whole foods and get eating more natural so to speak. Let me break down some numbers here for those. I was checking out the stock market numbers. The Dow was down 34,000. Well, the Dow is at 34,960. The SP 500 is at 4,427. The NASDAQ's at 14,525.91. Now, I'm sure it's subject to change with the trading that's currently going on this morning, currently on the stock market, but I'm just breaking down the numbers from yesterday on when they ended so don't quote me on that i know it's gonna change obviously but from what i saw last night it was in the red and it was basically because the fed decided to begin tapered discussions which 
Basically, the Fed decided to talk about reducing the rate of central banks accumulating new assets on its balance sheet under a policy of QE. And for those who don't know what QE is, it's quantitative easing, which basically alludes to what I was talking about in the last episode, which is when the Feds, they continue to print money to boost the economy, to boost the stock market, and to overall boost the government to where the funds keep coming in the money keeps coming in and that's obviously how it ended the 2008 great recession now they're thinking that this same concept is going to work for what's going on right now with COVID-19 but I keep on stressing this printing money is only going to accumulate more and more debt in due time now this is bad debt because the government is printing trillions of dollars on a regular basis it seems like and it's accumulating so much it's like somebody gave the government a credit card and they're swiping away swiping away swiping away but they're forgetting to pay the balance and guess who's gonna have to pay the balance people like me and you whenever 401ks are wiped out pensions are wiped out banks accounts are frozen because the government wants to repay all the debt that they created from whatever they're swiping their cards away with quantitative easing printing money non-stop to help battle inflation and all that stuff which it's working at the moment short term but long term the bubble's gonna burst things are gonna eventually get ugly and we're probably gonna have a worse depression than the 1929 great depression it's bound to happen based on history itself with overall market crashes and stuff like that which i'll break down in another episode down the road to explain that more in its entirety but anyways I want to break down the Fed and for those who don't know what the Fed is, the Federal Reserve is the central bank of the U.S., right? It was formed by Congress in 1913 to help make the national economy and financial system safe and more stable. (laughs) I don't think that's the case right now, but that was the whole purpose of what the Fed is supposed to do. Now, the Fed, they influence the money supply and credit conditions in order to accomplish several goals. They promote steady prices and full employment to promote stability in the financial system and to facilitate sustainable economic growth. The Fed is not funded by tax dollars and its decisions do not have to be approved by the president or either house of congress governing body within the fed is the board of governors it's a seven member committee whose members are chosen by the president and confirmed by the senate to ensure fair representation there may not be more than one government governor from each of the 12 federal reserve districts across the nation at the end of the day the interest of the fed is the price of money and i'm going to go into that more details on the next episode of the hfwb podcast but basically what i broke down basically the reason why the stock market currently is down right now and is currently in the red is because the fed is talking and they're thinking oh we're just going to cut back on all the money that we're boosting into the economy because i think the economy is starting to get back on track despite the fact that there's millions of jobs that have been lost by covid 19 that will never be recovered but they don't want to talk about that yet they want to cut off the supply of printing federal dollar bills like this dollar bill right here they want to cut back on printing this that way 
they feel like it's going to be benefit the economy and make it more safe and stable that's just a joke to me honestly I, I don't even take that seriously just like i don't take the fact that this story here on the fed as far as mr neo cash can who's the president and chief executive of the federal reserve bank in minneapolis he had the nerve to say that cryptocurrency is 95 percent fraud hype noise and confusion <laughs> I had to take a moment to laugh at that because little does he know cryptocurrency continues to gain traction among institutions and investors in 2021 despite the fact that it's still being viewed as a speculative and highly risk trade compared with traditional markets as a matter of fact Bitcoin, yeah, it's down right now at $44,771. It's down 1.3%. Ethereum's down 1.56%. And it's currently at $3,004.48. The DAI is up 0.1%. EOS is down, well, it's down 1.20%. Litecoin is down 1.78%. The very popular DAW coin, at least that's up a dollar, well, 1.28 percent overall yes cryptocurrency is risky yes cryptocurrency it's the unknown for now we don't know if this is going to be the future of money which i personally think it is we don't know if this is a unicorn we don't know if this is going to eventually replace the dollar in the current currency wars that's going on and everything but i will say this it doesn't hurt to take a chance right it doesn't hurt to take a risk because the return factor majority of the time is greater than the risk and you want to know how the rich get richer they take risks because they think about the return of the investment versus worrying about if the return of the investment is going to come back they're more focused on the end game they're not worrying about risks they look at risks as opportunities and challenges so I want y'all to look into Bitcoin as a opportunity a challenge look at it as like investing in airplanes before it became popular look at it like investing in iPhones before it became the iPhone that's basically what Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is it's a unicorn that's eventually going to take us on a wild adventure and eventually lead us down a beautiful road to where the Bitcoin is going to be on literally the same level as this dollar and it's going to present people with an alternative as far as how they want to pay for their goods and their services and pay for their cost of living so to speak. It's going to happen eventually in the next five to ten years. That's just my personal assessment on everything that I've seen going on but we'll see what happens with that. Overall, I've said a lot. I want to thank those once again who are tuning in to another episode of the HFWB podcast. I want to go over a couple of quick little announcements real quick. The HFWB newsletter is coming out very, very soon. It'll probably be out within the next week, so be on the lookout for that. I'm basically going to set it up to where I'm going to talk about the save to invest to build strategy that I mentioned in the first couple of episodes of the HFWB podcast and go over more tips, provide more insight, and most importantly, present y'all with fresh new information for a small little subscription fee of just 99 cents, which is literally $1. If 
you don't have a dollar to invest in your education then I don't know what to tell you but anyways the HFWB newsletter will provide the opportunity for that so please subscribe to it it will be available on the HFWB website healthfitnesswealthbusiness.com backslash CP you'll probably be up by the end of this week so be on the lookout for that spread the word and subscribe to it for just 99 cents no gimmicks on that I promise the HFWB quadrant forgotten or misunderstood is currently on the way so be on the lookout for that you'll probably have it'll probably be out within the next month or so um, it's about I would say 30 percent done but I will continue to make more progress on that I promise look out for the official HFWB shirts the first designs have been completed and they are eventually on the way from being shipped over to my residence so I'll please be on the lookout for that I'll post some pictures on how the shirts look in the next couple of days I promised to my HFWB community so be on the lookout for that and continue to follow at Health F Wealth B, the official TikTok page for health, fitness, wealth, business. Continue to accept the invites to the Facebook page if you haven't yet. Subscribe to the YouTube channel by searching Health Fitness Wealth Business on YouTube and subscribe to that channel. Leave all comments, provide all feedback. And most importantly, thank you for providing the opportunity to, of course, reintroduce health bring in new life with great fitness spread knowledge and wealth and teach y'all how to once again mind your own business now i want y'all to remember be a student of the game because even the genius asks questions and when you ask questions you gain information and you in return become richer because information is the new money and that's something i'm working on myself every single day and i challenge you the people to do the same be a student of the game. The geniuses, the smartest people in the world ask questions and that's what makes them more knowledgeable in their topics and their pursue and what they choose to do. I want y'all to remember that. I want y'all to remember that the game is mental. Visualize whatever custom routine that you put together and just simply do it. It's that simple. It's all within the mind. The game is mental train your mind the body will follow and trust me your future will look bright tomorrow once you do that i want to thank y'all once again for tuning in to episode nine of the hfwb podcast series shout out to down home nutrition fitness shout out to culture complex shout out to by the bay shout out to all the local realtors who are helping people find homes to which they can call their own and shout out to those who are just working in the financial world to of course increase the awareness of financial education and overall help people realize that yes we have to strive to increase your muscle to build your hustle i want y'all to remember that on this wonderful day i hope everyone has a wonderful day overall within itself thank you for once again tuning in to episode nine of the hfwb podcast series Stay healthy, stay wealthy, stay blessed, and have yourselves a wonderful day, y'all. Till next time.